0: Hi, welcome to the Feminization Boudoir Podcast from Candy Apple Press. I am your host, Kylie Gable, and this week I am joined by Miss Jen Davis, who has done a whole bunch of audios for us in the past. Uh, April's Easter Bunny, the Sissy's Mentor series, Boarding Passes, Feminized by His High School Bully, and beach house as well and she has another one on the way so please welcome jen hi
1: hey there kylie how are you doing today
0: i'm doing pretty good although in chicago it has finally stopped snowing it is almost may and we're getting snow to of every three days
1: that's crazy. I've been, I've been in my bikini suntanning here in Seattle, and there you are bundled up yeah. in your snow gear. But you know what would be fun, would be fun, would be if you uh, got yourself locked out while you're in your little sissy outfit. Oh, i have so much fun. If I was there, I would totally lock you out of your house, and you'd be running around in the snow and ice. And a little dress, or maybe a little, like, Playboy Bunny Easter outfit. I think that'd be just fabulous, don't you think,
0: Kylie? Yes, well, I'm, like, I'm in a very, very cop-rich neighborhood, so (laughs) I really would wonder what my neighbors would think. Um, I uh, Yeah, I've got, like, three cops surrounding me at all times, so... Um, my neighborhood's weird when they, uh, when someone was stealing lawnmowers, I got awoken at three in the morning to see if they had stolen my lawnmower. And I look overhead and there's a police helicopter out because if you're stealing a cop's lawnmower, who knows what you'll steal. (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty, uh,
1: risky there.
0: (laughs) So. I, I I would not doubt your uh, your ability to to lock me out. Um, I, I I know you are like the queen of spanking, um, and I also know that you you know how to wrestle as well. And um, I am neither of those things, so <laughs> I don't uh, I don't know that that would work out too well for me. Oh,
1: it definitely wouldn't. It- Absolutely not. I mean I would be I would be getting you over my lap or bending you over the side of the couch and then spanking you with my paddle.
0: Ouch. Is that what is oh. that? Is that a paddle or a brush? That's a paddle.
1: Yes. mm mm-hmm. a Very nice paddle. It was made specifically for me. Handcrafted really for me. It. By one of my
0: spankos
1: and submissives. That really does look nice. It is beautiful, I have to say. Yes, it's and it's very effective too. But yeah, I mean, you would be absolutely no match for me. I mean, just look at you. You're just (laughs) you're just a little wimp, (laughs) total wimp. And imagine, yeah, (laughs) get you in my leg lock. Um, Oh man, you are not getting out of that. I kind of got a leg lock for spanking, and I also have a leg lock for wrestling.
0: You know, I, I, I actually read your wrestling reviews mm-hmm. way, way back, and the one thing I noticed that, like, they all said was, I wrestled her before, and she wasn't really all that good, and now I wrestled her this time, and what the heck happened to her? And it's like, <laughs> Oh, man. You really, you really, I know you're good, because enough guys were talking about that. It, it sounded like they were talking uh, talking about it from from after a, a pretty serious beatdown, so.
1: Oh, thanks, Kylie. I definitely appreciate that you actually checked into that, and you did a little research on me there. I like oh. it. Very nice.
0: Yeah, well, you know, when I find out someone I know used to be a female wrestler... I'm gonna look that up. You, you know my, you know my proclivities. I'm gonna look that up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I've actually managed. I, I'm kind of <laughs> proud of this. Okay, I'm sorry.
1: I would have. Yes, you should be sorry. Remember, <laughs> remember who's in charge here?
0: That's me. I know. That's me. Yes, Miss yes, Jen. I know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, but yeah,
1: I mean, I love tormenting weak little helpless guys like you little pathetic sissy losers <laughs> that i can
0: totally embarrass uh, uh, right now if that helps <laughs> yeah. um so one of the things i noticed is i've actually done a decent job of getting your you stories that have spanking in them um, I know we have it in boarding passes. I know we had it in beach house. I know we had it in feminized by his high school bully. And with Sissy's mentor, you ro- there was a scene in there and that was probably when I was like the most worried that you would do physical harm to me because <laughs> I told you, Oh yeah, it's got a great Sissy scene, you know, in the first book and um, you went all the way through the book and turns out the Sissy scene, the, the spanking scene was actually in the second book.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I had to write a bunch of uh, spanking scenes into some of those. I I left some of them as they were, but there was a few uh, different ones that I had to write the spanking scene into for you. Such a Mm -hmm. naughty
0: boy. You did a really good one at a bar for um, one of the Sissy's mentor books. Mm -hmm. And um, I am ling scene scene, yes. That was, I like that, too. That kind, of, that kind of inspired the one that I have you doing next, the one that you're going to be doing in a uh, short story, probably about 10 minutes, I'm guessing, called Molly and Me. And um, in that one, there's a nice, nice spanking scene at a bar that was kind of inspired a little bit by what you had done with The Sissy's Mentor, which was definitely an improvement. Mm-hmm. What has what has been your favorite one to do?
1: My favorite absolutely was uh, Feminized by His High School Bully. Love that one. Oh my god, I cannot get enough of that one. That is my ultimate favorite.
0: That, that was like my... I don't know that it was necessarily my cruelest book, but it probably has my cruelest ending. Uh, oh yes.
1: Oh my god, that was so good. <laughs> loved it oh the whole thing and all the public humiliation and oh my gosh yeah you need to like focus some more on um kind of these bully scenes like the college bully or the next door neighbor bully like yeah i could really get into that with a high school more high school bully stories you know oh yeah
0: I definitely, I definitely, there's a couple you haven't recorded and I, I definitely could see myself already more very, very soon. I, um, one of the things that I just, from my own experience, you know, I don't know if I'd call what happened to me in college bullying. It, it certainly was transforming, <laughs> <laughs> um, And I just, you know, Amanda was the girl. From from my perspective, I'm sure
1: I like hearing all your stories. I loved hearing all your stories still do. Uh, From your perspective, yes, I, I, yeah, that's going to be hard. But from my perspective, I mean, I thought what happened to you was just fabulous. I definitely enjoyed all the torment that you had to go through.
0: And there was a lot. But if I what I just thought of with like the feminized bias high school bully, Amanda was the girl who first I lost the wrestling match to. And <laughs> then she's the one then that, you know, was kind of the ringleader. Um she was the one, you know, who, who God when she tied me up, I could never get out of that. Um she was kind of the ringleader. And I could only imagine, like, what it would be like if she suddenly showed up on my doorstep tomorrow. Just, I would be white as a ghost. I mean, and that's what I liked about the high school bully story and some of those stories that I've, that I've done, you know. Mm-hmm. It's just the ultimate fear. <laughs> right. So, yeah, I, I, I can tell you you, you, you fit quite well into the bully role. Oh, I
1: do! Oh, I get so much enjoyment out of it—tormenting, teasing, being cruel. I'm getting excited just talking about it.
0: Okay. <laughs> and like I said, I'm I'm pretty much blushing up a storm over here. So, um, so we, in in addition to doing some great recording for me, one of the reasons that I was so happy to have you. Um, doing recordings first off i love your voice but secondly um you already had a built-in following which is Mm -hmm. which is wonderful and i know you are like as i said before the 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 spanking queen or spanko no spanko is the person who gets spanked
1: the spanky is the person who gets spanked (laughs) oh my goodness i'm gonna have to educate you kylie (laughs) (laughs) Spanko is anybody that is really, like, the, anybody that's into spanking. So it could be the spankers, the spankies, um, that type of thing. So it's kind of a, a general term, just like, you know, how you might refer to, say, you as a submissive, the submissives, you know, in this term, it's the spankos, because in the spanking world, uh, not everybody is a submissive. You could just be right. into spanking, so you could be a spanko, and so that's kind of like a general broad umbrella term. Um, so yeah
0: uh just to give a little plug um your main website is miss jen davis.com correct and one important thing about that which i think everybody has probably messed up at one time i know i did that's jen davis j-e-n-n if you just put one in I, I don't know what you'll get but you probably will will not will not get my guest um but, so, yeah, make sure you have two Ns. It's missjendavis.com.
1: Yes, and also another thing that has just recently come up, miss is spelled M-I-S-S. Um, um, there have a few people recently that spelled it just M-S, and they were struggling and couldn't uh, couldn't get to it that way. So, yeah, make sure it's M-I. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And so, you know, we we kind of have a have a deal where we when she records for me, when you record for me, we we kind of split the clips. You you sell them and I sell them, mm-hmm. and I think we're both on clips for sale. We and are. We're also you're also on Night Flirt with some of these. Yes, I'm. A, uh,
1: yes, yes. I think some or all of them might be on Night Flirt. I believe they are. I think they're all. I don't know. I will have to check. Actually,
0: <laughs> we're actually get, we're actually kind of. I'm I'm on Nightflirt. If anybody is looking to call or text, but um, I really don't have them up for sale yet. That that's common. Um, that's kind of just because the way Nightflirt does it, you've got like the femdom category and you have the transgender category. And since my audios are femdom, I don't think many people are looking to buy femdom audios in the transgender section of Nightflirt. So, kind of have to do a little finagling to make make that work. Um, Clips for sale, though. There's a way you can really help both of us on Clips for Sale right now. Correct.
1: That's right.
0: For April. If you um, are
1: listening to this in April and you decide to buy our clips off of Clips for Sale, the payout is 100% right now. Normally, um, we do not get even close to that. I think we get maybe 60% or something. So this is so awesome that Clips for Sale is doing this for us because you know, uh, the whole coronavirus and stuff like that. They are, this is a massive gift to us. So if you, um, but you can't just go to the site and just be like finding it that way. You have to go through one of our links to get there. So for me, it's missjenclips.com and that will direct you to my Clips for Sale store. Kylie, what's yours?
0: I don't even know it offhand. However, I just keep (laughs) copying and pasting it. It will be um on the bottom and the information for this podcast so you'll be able to click it right off of there and i'll also have um I'll also have yours down there as well so just, yes. just a little thing you can do i mean it. i don't expect you to go out and buy a whole bunch of audios right now to help us although that would be really nice but if you're kind of like oh i think i really want to buy that one uh, should i buy it in april or may buy it in april please you know um and, I mean, the virus has, has hit us all. Um, Jen, I think probably more than me, because you actually do some face-to-face sessions.
1: So. Yeah, I mean, I would say the 80... 80% of my income and uh, what I do in normal life is, you know, in-person sessions and also, you know, doing tours and traveling and doing um, sponsored trips, stuff like that. And that's all obviously off the, off the table right now due to the coronavirus. So I've had to cancel. I had a trip to Chicago planned. Um, I had a trip to D.C. planned. And those will all eventually be rescheduled. But who knows how far out that will be. Um, Since, you know, every month they keep changing how long this is going to be going on for, understandably. And um, so, yeah, so I'm not able to do in-person sessions anymore right now. Um, And I have gone from, like I said, only doing 20% online stuff, you know, like my phone sessions, Skype sessions. I'm doing Skype sessions now. Um, And I'm doing a lot of, like, custom clips as well as just creating clips to go on my clip store as well. Um, But all of that, you know, that was only maybe 20% of what I was doing before. And now it's become 100% of what I'm doing.
0: So. So. I
1: mean, I guess there is somewhat of a benefit to to this whole situation and that like I've become a lot more accessible to people that are not in the Seattle area or not in one of the cities that I traveled to and so that is kind of nice that um, normally people wouldn't really get that much of my attention because I'd be so busy with my in-person sessions or traveling and stuff and now they're actually having the opportunity to Skype with me or, or um, do phone sessions with me, stuff like that.
0: That makes yeah. So any 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 help is great. Just because I mean it, and and I'm mentioning Jen obviously because she's here, and and myself because obviously I'm here too. But um, there's a lot of people out there that you know are they're really losing 80 90 percent of their income right now. So it's a great time if you're if you're bored around the house and you're looking for a little bit of erotic material. People will really appreciate you right now because it's tough for, for a lot of people. So we um, I really appreciate the interview. Someday, someday um, you are going to, to tan my hide. I, I, I'm pretty sure of that. I, um, I never really had any interest at all in spanking until last year um, where I just suddenly said, you know, I could really go for a good spanking about now. Um, I've been spanked. You know, I've I, I've had it as a punishment. But I'm talking about actively, like, I'd like a spanking. And um, I, I just found out, you know, found myself last year about this time going, I could really use one. And um, I think uh, Jen is probably the person to give it to me, so...
1: Oh, most definitely. Oh, yes. I would take a lot of satisfaction out okay, that, of paddling a a little bottom of your
0: <laughs> And that's just yes, how, how I feel just, about being locked just, out in a dress. Um, that's are, the are, you,
1: are you quivering in your boots right now? Oh, I mean your high heels, yeah. Kylie, because we both know that you're not in boots. You're not in anything manly. <laughs> I,
0: I am in my coronavirus attire. I, I, I am. with Is that lingerie? I, I'm going to get in trouble for saying this, but I'm in my coronavirus attire. I have on a lovely You're Killing Me Smalls t-shirt because I love Sandlot. That's a great movie. I have on <laughs> gray, gray sweatpants. I have on gym shoes that are falling apart, and I need new ones, but I'm not about to go out to the shoe store, so... I, I, I'm tying them in a funky way to make up for the fact my shoelace is broken in three pieces. Um, yeah, I am. Uh, it, it, <laughs> I, I, I'm legally dressed. I think that's the important thing.
1: Yes, but that's not how I expect to see you, Kylie. I expect when we when you are in my presence, that you be dressed as a girl, always.
0: Yes, Miss Jen.
1: Always. Always. I don't care if we're only talking for one minute. That means the entire day you're going to be in your girl clothes.
0: I think I've mentioned this before. There are definite occupational hazards to working (laughs) with dominant women. (laughs) It's It's just the way it is. So thank you so much for coming, Jen. It was a pleasure.
1: Mm-hmm. It was great talking to you. All
0: right. And so coming up next, we have an audio, and frankly, we're recording this on Friday, and I'm not quite sure what it is. So we'll have a little sponsor message, and then we'll be back with an exciting audio of some kind. After much soul-searching, I decided that the uh, audio clip for today would be another clip from Miss Jen Davis's, um audio, Beach House, which... Uh, you can find the first part of the clip, which actually begins the story, um, if you look in the archives. But um, Beach House is a story of a guy who works in an office. There are two uh, beautiful red-headed twins who work there with him, and he can't believe his luck when they invite him to basically be their servant and uh, stay at the beach house. They, they're they paying for it. He just has to do a little bit of light cleaning up, and he agrees Little does he know they have other plans. So in this particular scene, they've left and they gave him instructions to get dressed and made up. And I think that's all you need to know. So here is a clip from Miss Jen Davis's Beach House.
1: Gazing at his reflection, John's disappointment turned to excitement when realizing that everything he was wearing had been worn by either Laura or Nora. There was something undeniably sexy about feeling Laura's pantyhose tightly embracing his legs, and Nora's bra strapped round him, constricting his chest. He felt closer to those wild young women than he ever had before. Just the thought of feeling the clothes belonging to the hot twins he'd lusted after made his erection grow through the panties and hose. He couldn't resist first touching himself and then stroking his member through the soft feminine clothing. Unable to contain his increasing feelings of wanton arousal, he pulled his pantyhose and panties down to his knees. Gazing at his reflection, he started stroking himself as though his mind was a million miles away. He thought back to putting the bra on Nora and feeling her breasts against him. He thought about how the twins' breasts felt when he soaked them up. He had seen more of Nora and Laura than he had ever dreamed of, and their naked bodies did nothing to disappoint. Thinking about their nubile bodies drove him closer to ecstasy. He looked at his painted lips in the mirror, and dreamed they were the twins' lips. He was breathing heavily, eyes partially closed, on the verge of coming. And then? The front door opened, and in walked Laura and Nora. John panicked. Hadn't they just left? The shaving and makeup must have taken longer than he had thought, much longer, Suddenly John realized that he had lost all track of time. There he was, caught in the act of masturbating to his own slutty image, with his tiny cock squirming in his hand. He was blushing profusely at being discovered, as he stammered and tried to utter an explanation. Of course the girls were having none of it. They fell on the floor laughing hysterically at the sight of their sissified co-workers' cartoonish transformation and at catching her in the middle of a humiliating act of self-love. "'Look at that little sissy pervert!' exclaimed Laura. "'Isn't he absolutely ridiculous?' "'I'm sorry, I should say she. "'That eye-makeup and blush is way over the top.' We never told you to make yourself up like a whore, Jenny. Though I have to say, your little cocklet looks much more appropriate in a miniskirt. John never felt so humiliated in his entire life. What the hell is wrong with me? He scolded himself. What have I got myself into? The twins were just so sexy. He couldn't even think straight. There was nothing he could say to Laura or Nora. He was so busted. He tried to pull himself together and began pulling up his panties and pantyhose. Oh, no, you don't, sissy, chastised Nora. Finish what you started, little Jenny. Little is right, taunted Laura. It might be fun to watch our little girl play with herself at that. Turn around and face the mirror, bitch. John was desperate to come having been turned on by these wicked girls all day. It's not like either of them would ever provide him with any direct stimulation or relief, so he figured he might as well just do what they ordered. At least he'd have an orgasm to show for all of his humiliation. So John resumed jerking off, admiring his own sexy image in the mirror, occasionally peeking back to see if the twins were still watching him when he finally came, it was in a great burst, a larger explosion than he'd experienced in a long time. Not wanting to mess up the floor, he reflexively caught it in his hand. Very nice sissy teased Nora sarcastically. Then her voice turned mean, and John felt a shiver go up his spine. Now lick it up, bitch. Every drop of it. "'You had better get used to that taste, too, "'because it won't be the last time it's on the menu.' "'John did as he was told, "'but Nora's comments made him uneasy, "'as did their sinister laughter. (laughs) "'Again he asked himself, "'What have I got myself into?' "'He had no answers, "'and a horrible realization hit him. "'Did you say you were bringing company home?' "'asked John nervously.' The girls smiled at each other. "'We certainly had the opportunity,' said Nora. "'We thought it was too much for your first night, sissy.' "'Besides, there is no way they would have been nearly as entertaining as that little show you just put on,' added Laura. Still humiliated, but slightly relieved, John wondered how long it would be before they actually brought home some men.' He pictured them exposing him to two tanned and well-built surfer dudes, and he shuddered at the image. The twins grinned evilly at the humiliated look on John's face, then ordered him to help them get ready for bed. Again they commanded him to remove his clothes and help them change. He held out their sexy sleepwear for them to step into. It consisted of a couple of very short nighties, hot red for Nora and a shiny lavender for Laura. He brushed their hair, thankful that he had just come, but feeling himself getting excited again already. The twins examined his shaving job and his tan lines left from his forced feminine sunbathing. Satisfied that his body was smooth and suitably tanned, they gave him a nightie just like the ones they were wearing. His was baby blue and barely covered his butt cheeks and cock. They carefully inspected his makeup and told him he definitely needed more practice tomorrow before his big debut. Laura gave him some makeup remover to take off his failed makeover attempt. John never objected to the girls each taking their own bedroom and leaving him the front room, as he was just a non-paying guest. He grabbed a sheet, a pillow, and a light blanket to set up his bedding on the couch. Laura and Nora both gently kissed John goodnight, and told him that for his first day he'd been an adequate sissy maid. The twins woke John up early in the morning and told him what they wanted for breakfast. Everybody was still in their nightgowns, but Johns could not hide his erect cock. The girls pointed, <laughs> giggled, and laughed at the sight of their sissy maids, tiny cocklet, tenting out the panties of his baby doll Nighty, as he stood blushing while chopping cantaloupe and scrambling eggs for them. The conversation was light at breakfast, while the girls discussed how they would spend their day. John even found himself joining in before Laura interrupted him. Sissy, let's finish up your shaving job. They made him remove his nightie and examined him closely from head to toe. Each twin grabbed an arm as they walked him into the tub and they shaved his back for him and then made him bend over, spreading his ass cheeks so they could shave his ass. The whole process left John more humiliated and confused than ever. Next, they made him shave everything that he had already shaved the previous night in yet another scented bubble bath. As he soaked in the warm tub, he could hear them plotting something else in the front room, but he couldn't hear what they were saying well enough to get the details. With his bath completed, the twins entered the bathroom and rubbed moisturizing lotion all over him. He had never felt anything so erotic before. Their hands softly and gently teasing his nipples, tantalizingly, and they stroked his tiny cock beyond the point of erection. Then they made him stand perfectly still as they kneeled in front of him. John couldn't believe his luck. Naked with a raging erection, and two beautiful women, about to take care of him, he anticipated a fantasy blow job, but it wasn't to be. While he longed for their plump, moist lips and tongues, exploring his cock, the twins had other ideas. While Nora held his cock out of the way, Laura took scissors and snipped off his pubic hair. Next, he felt shaving cream being spread in his groin area. Despite his disappointment, even that amount of touching by Nora almost sent him over the edge. It was only when the cold steel of the razor touched his most sensitive skin that John stopped thinking of sex and made sure he stood perfectly still. When they were finished... John was taken over to the mirror, where he could see himself. He realized that now he was completely denuded, except for a small, feminine, heart-shaped patch of pubic hair. He blushed a beet red, but somehow his shame only added to his arousal. He wondered, why is this turning me on? Why am I letting them turn me into their feminized dress-up doll? What's wrong with me? I should be manning up, grabbing these girls and forcing my tongue down their throats. But to his utter shame, John docilely stood by and let the twins toy with him. The girls kept John naked so they could admire their handiwork. They decided they would make the best use of their time by teaching him how to give pedicures. They sat down in chairs and made him kneel before them. They were still in their nightgowns with no panties, and this gave John a very distracting, unobstructed view of their pussies. They simply pretended not to notice, acting as if they were unaware of what they were doing to him. Nora wanted her pedicure first and told John to start by moistening her toes. "'With a washcloth and water?' he asked naively. "'You are such a dumb bimbo,' said Nora dismissively. "'Use your mouth.' "'Gently John placed her big toe in his mouth and began to suck it. "'He ran his tongue all over the toe from the tip of her toenail on down. "'He even did the underside, which tasted of sweat.' and the leather of the sandals she wore the night before. John didn't realize he had any sort of foot fetish, but he found it strangely exciting, as did Nora, who began moaning in pleasure. He sucked all ten of her dainty little toes, finding it oddly enjoyable, if degrading. Nora taught John how to trim and file her toenails, how to push the cuticles in, and lastly, how to apply nail polish like a pro. He used careful, gentle brush strokes on each nail until they gleamed red like precious rubies. John blew on her toes to help them dry, all the time sneaking peeks up her nightgown. The girls teased him about his nudity and hinted that he belonged on his knees, blowing This sent an electric thrill of utter humiliation down his spine, but as they kept making motions of giving a blowjob and laughing at him, he was almost getting used to their teasing. Finally, after finishing with Nora, he did the same for her twin sister, sucking her toes, then painting her nails. When he was finally done with the girls, he wasn't surprised in the least when they made him apply the polish to his own toenails. Fingers, too, said Laura. No reason to leave them out of the fun. Yes, Mistress Laura, said John, with a submissive curtsey, even though he hated the thought that his fingers would soon offer further evidence of his new submissive sissy status. That was the least of it, however, as the twins advanced on him and stepped up the transformation of their helpless sissy. Nora used styling mousse and a few strategic snips with manicure scissors to convert Jenny's hairstyle into a sassy cut with flirty bangs and tightly curled wisps framing his face. With carefully brushed-on liquids, lipstick, eyeliner, mascara, blush, and setting powder, Laura worked her makeover magic until John looked more like Jenny than he ever imagined possible. Still naked as the day he was born, John once again helped the sisters into their bikinis. An alluring silver set for Laura, and a stunning candy apple red for Nora. He was quite enjoying this physical closeness, even though he knew it would never go further. No matter how badly he longed for sexual intimacy with these sirens, Laura tossed a pair of bikini bottoms to John for him to put on himself. It was an eye-catching fluorescent pink with black polka dots. This time he was going to the beach, too. He reluctantly pulled the bikini bottoms on. They actually fit okay, but it squeezed his male parts into a decidedly feminine form because it was so tiny. He knew it could pass for a man's swimsuit. Hyperventilating with humiliation at his impeding public exposure, John grabbed a towel and the ridiculous high-heeled sandals they had given him to wear. No matter how hard he tried, he couldn't control his runaway heartbeat and nervous trembling as he tried to prepare himself to head for the beach. Breaking out of his near trance, John heard the girls giggling and this unsettled him even more he finally realized they were staring and pointing at his chest and the tan lines from yesterday. He was mortified and finally asked weakly, Is there a top that goes with this that I could use? Smirking, Laura demanded, Beg for it, Jenny. Without any other choice, and although it ravaged the remaining scrap of his male ego to do so, John fell to his knees and implored, Please let your sissy, maid Jenny, borrow the bikini top, please. See, I told you he liked it, laughed Nora. He's asking to be dressed as a girl. He sure has come a long way, said Laura. He'll be begging us to take him into town to buy some new dresses before long. Laura tossed him the top and hesitantly John put it on. It was amply padded, giving him a busty look. With his pixie hairstyle, made-up face, slim waist, hairless body, and long legs, he looked like a sissy wannabe beach bunny as he sulked alongside the twins. They walked to the beach together, and as always, the girls got many admiring whistles and stares from people they passed along the way. Humiliatingly, some of the wolf whistles were sarcastically aimed at John, who was stuck in a region between male and female, with his painted nails and hot little bikini, but with a still, all-too-male-looking face and hair. The three spent the rest of the day at the beach. The twins took great delight in further exposing John by sending him on a humiliating trek to the food stand to buy lunch. Waiting in line, he was a source of much amusement on display, as a femi guy in a bikini. "'Oh, hey, princess,' said a high school girl, hanging around the stand with her girlfriends. "'Why are you dressed that way?' John tried to ignore them, but that was a bad idea. "'Hey, bitch, I'm talking to you,' she yelled. But he still just ignored her as he paid for his order. He was carrying a big tray full of lunches back. "'when the girls began to follow him. "'You must be one stupid bitch,' said another of the spoiled teenage girls, "'not about to end their relentless assault. "'Look, I just need to get back to my friends,' he said meekly. "'You have friends?' she asked. "'Yeah,' he replied, pointing out the two twins. "'The girls just laughed, not believing such an obvious sissy "'could possibly hang out with such hot girls. "'I'm going to do you a favor,' she said." Please don't, he pleaded. First, your top is too flat, she said, despite the padding that gave him a solid B-cut bust. She wadded up all his napkins and stuffed them into his bikini top, giving him D-cut boobs. John was so humiliated. He tried to walk past her. Wow, what a rude asshole, said one of her friends. He didn't even thank her, said another. Thank you, he said now can I please go? Almost, said the original girl, as she pulled out a lipstick from a little coin purse. She uncapped it and applied the bright pink gloss to his lips. Now you can go, princess. John walked back to the girls as quickly as he could. They took one look at him and began to laugh out loud. (laughs) Nora was actually pounding the sand with her fist. Where did you get the lip gloss? A girl painted my lips and stuffed my bikini, said John, taking a napkin from the bikini top to wipe his lips. Don't do that, said Laura. Keep it, Jenny. That shade suits you.
0: I hope you like that audio. You can pick it up at I Want Clips or Clips for Sale. My preference will be Clips for Sale. And if you do it this month, you will be giving me a big boost, and I'd really appreciate it. Um, thank you for tuning in. Please, please keep the feedback coming to Kylie Gable, K-Y-L-I-E-G-A-B-L-E at yahoo.com. I really want to know, do you guys like the interviews? I have a blast, but I don't want it to be me talking to these amazing women and you just like sitting there bored listening to the conversation. So if you're enjoying it, I'm going to keep doing them. If you're not, I'm definitely going to do something else. Also, um, in addition, Shayla Aspasia, who's been doing a lot of audios for us recently, has got her own podcast and it's really good. So I'm going to include a link to that as well. Um, so I hope you're doing well with the coronavirus. My mom actually has uh, come down with it, but so far she has no symptoms and we're really crossing our fingers that she's going to be one of those lucky asymptomatic people. So stay safe, stay healthy. I'll be back next week and um, I hope you will too. Take care.